0: Walhamdulillah, was ala Apologies for the delay, uh, some uh, technical issues um, as always Which is apt because today's topic is all about the uh, lessons we can learn um, Living in this technological age from Adam alayhis salam. And that's what we'll get on to um, as the second part of today's talk Um, But for the first part, uh, inshallah, what we want to start with is talking about how there is a intimate connection, intimate spiritual connection, uh, between our spirituality and our economics. and um, Both things come together in order to um, uh, create what is together, in order to um, uh, create what is uh, a real powerful Muslim uh, identity Abu Bakr عنه, he had a cousin of his who was um, quite poor his name was Mr who was um, quite poor his name was Mr and Mista was someone who uh, was involved in the great incident of ifq against Aisha the great incident of slander against aisha radiAllahu anha and it was a major issue and aisha radhiyallahu anha she went home she went away from the prophet's house the people accused her of various different things um you know with with another individual um rather than rasulullah sallam <laughs> and because of this aisha went home to her parents house and it was a huge incident it was a crisis in the muslim community and then surah noor was revealed and Surah Noor um, clear, uh, cleared Aisha's name and uh, it it, um, uh, it denigrated and it um, told the people who were involved in spreading the slander that this was completely unacceptable, they must repent or that they are the hypocrites um, and they will get their recompense. Uh, but one of the really powerful verses within uh, Surah An-Nur was one addressed to Abu Bakr. Because Abu Bakr when he heard that his cousin that he gives money to, was involved in the spreading of these rumors and was re- involved in the manufacture of these rumors, he was understandably very upset. And because he was upset, he said, I'm not gonna give him any money any longer. And he stopped giving him charity. And because of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent down verses and he said, أَلَا تُحِبُّونَ Allah SWT says that it is, you know, the people who have fadl, uh, who have money and who have status and who have nobility in this community, um, they should not stop giving uh, to their ulul qurba, to those who are close to them, and to the orphans and to the poor people, um, and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he goes on wal masakin rabbna ala tuhibbuna an yaghfirallahu lakum you should wal ya'fu wal yasfu ala tuhibbuna an yaghfirallahu forgive and forget and don't worry about it do you not wish that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would forgive you for this as well and so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so when he heard these verses immediately he said i will start my uh, payments to mistar again and i will not stop my payments to Mr. And so why are we talking about this? Well, as we know, we're going to, through the tafsir of the Qur'an and we're focusing on some key uh, ayat and uh, with with a financial and an economic and um, uh, an um, uh, Islamic finance aspect to them. And we started with Surah um, Fatiha, then we moved on to Surah Al-Baqarah, And at the moment, we're focusing on the very first ayah of Surah Al-Baqarah, which is يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ الزَّكَاةَ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He is um, uh, describing... Uh, the muttaqeen who this Qur'an has come down as a guidance for and we talked about how there can be uh, an economic and a financial element to that guidance a few weeks ago but now let's talk about how Allah SWT says uh, these muttaqeen are those who establish salah and razaqnahum yunfiqun, and they spend from what we have given them and they give zakat these are the characteristic characteristics of the muttaqeen, of the really successful Muslims and um, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, he says this throughout the Quran in various other aspects of the Quran as well He links together this key theme of having spirituality But then also having the economic aspect to it as well Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, he says in uh, surah al-jum'ah That um, you know once uh, That if the um, salah has finished then you can go forth and you can prosper and you can, uh, re, you know, um, uh, seek from the bounties of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that are in the world. In other words, you can go back to your jobs, you can go back to your shop and get started again. But before that, you must put Allah wa ta'ala first. And then, in other in other parts of the Quran, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, Lan birra hatta mimma You will not attain piety, you will not attain bir, until you give from what. You love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying you will not attain piety. And we, you know when we talk about spirituality, we think about piety. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying you will not reach this piety which we think looks like someone dressed in a thobe with a on worshipping in a masjid. He says you won't reach that until you give from that which you love. Um and, and that means um, in the economic realm. Um, so Today we are going to be talking about this theme of how the spiritual is linked to the economic. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, he, um, he says in the Quran and that there's a reason why we should be spending this money um, from what we love uh, and why there is a link between the economic and the spiritual. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la says, حب الشهوات من النساء والبنين والقناطير المقنطره من الذهب وَالْفِضَّةِ والخيل الْمُصَوَّمَةِ والانعام والحرث ذلك متاع الْحَيَاةِ الدنيا والله عنده حسن المصير Allah Subhanahu he says it has been made beautified for the people hubbushahawati minan nisa' women and children and hordes of treasure well, the and the um, and the horses that are branded, i.e., the Ferraris of today, or the um, apparently there's a Mercedes which is not a Mercedes, which is um, looks like a Mercedes but actually is an AMG or something like that. So the people in, who are, who like cars, you'll know what I'm talking about. So the, you know these are the really branded um, animals uh, in those times and in our time, these are the AMGs of the world or the BMW, you know, whatever seven, eight, ten series, however many series they have. So We love wealth, we love children, we love um, the people of the opposite gender, our spouses, we love them, we love our families. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wants us to sacrifice and that's where it all comes back down to. He wants us to sacrifice what he wants for what uh, you want. And he, he wants you to put his love before anything else. And if you go for his love, you'll get everything else as well. But he wants you to put his love before everything else. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, he's, he's described to us that you love this stuff, but you need to put what I want first. Uh, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he describes that in in uh, So practically then, what does this look like? Practically, what does this mean for us? Well, it means two things. The first thing is that we should absolutely um, make sure that our earnings are halal. Uh, there's a hadith in Bayhaki that the earning of halal is an obligation after the obligations so after the other obligations like you know um, praying five times a day for example earning a halal is one of our obligations and earning halal is something that we're going to be spending so much of our time on and um we need to make sure that what we are working in, in our jobs, are actually something that we can A, stand up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, this was permissible, what I was doing, and B, um, this was impactful, what I was doing. You don't want to just, um, that there's two levels to how you can make your job the most impactful that it possibly can be the first is by saying to Allah subhanahu ta'ala Allah ta'ala i used to uh, do this job perfectly permissible um, i used to sell um, uh, crocs perfectly permissible job um, but in terms of uh, the wider impact you know i used to make my living and and i used to sustain my family and i used to spend it on you know good things i used to give charity that's a perfectly adequate response but we have one chance a chance at life and we want to make sure that we get the best out of life. So we need to aim for that second level which is oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I um, used to do a job which was perfectly halal but I also had at the heart of the reason why I was doing this job um, a good purpose. So it was impactful in of itself. So for example, someone is um, a really simple example it could be someone who's a doctor. Um, he does the job intrinsically it's halal but also it has that overlay of helping the community now and then the third level after that is not only are you an ordinary doctor but you're an extraordinary doctor where you think okay how can i have the most uh uh, you know most widespread impact that i possibly can with my uh skills so i I i knew a um a friend of mine who set up a program where he took um what he learned the skills and the training from oxford university and and the um John Ratcliffe Hospital there, to uh, a course in Palestine. And so there would be a uh, link between the students of Palestine who were studying medicine and people in Oxford. And that was a hugely successful program. And that had a real impact on the ground in Palestine and the people who needed it most there. So that would be an example of taking your job and um, raising it to the third level. And, and of course, at the heart of it all, you need to have a niyyah that is pure, and a niyyah that is uh, driven by um, the, w- the ridha of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, uh, there's a famous hadith in other words, in a nutshell, is actions are by their intentions, and whatever You will be striving for whatever you intend for, that is what you will be rewarded. So, if you are a doctor who has um, a really successful practice and you are a doctor who's um, set up this um, wonderful program in um, Palestine and you're having a real impact, but your whole uh, reason for doing that is because you want to uh, become really well renowned or you want to become rich or you want to just have an impact or feel good, then that is not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for because uh, you didn't intend the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you need to make sure that our jobs um, are as impactful, halal, and as uh, pure in intention as they possibly can be. So that's um, part one. Inshallah, now we'll be moving on to uh, a verse uh, a bit further along in Surah Baqarah, um, and that is, uh, Talking about the um, the ayat of um, Adam salam when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala he uh, sent uh, he said to the angels that I am going to create um, my successor or my vice-regent or my um, uh, someone who's going to my custodian who's going to look after the earth for me. He's going to create um, man. He's going to create Adam. And the angel said, how can you create someone on this world who's going to uh, spread mischief, who's, who's going to spill blood, and uh, they're going to fight amongst another, once another, one another. It's going to be complete chaos. And on the other hand, we are And we um, glorify you, and we do taqdis of you, and we uh, sanctify you. Uh, and Allah SWT says that I know what you do not know. Inni <inaudible> and Allah He sent down the angels and they picked up um, clay and mud of different kinds, of different colors, of different um, uh, textures, and He and brought them to Allah And Allah He fashioned Adam السلام, out of uh, in His from His own hands um, from the clay and the mud, and then Adam salam He uh, life was bro uh, was blown into him, his ruh was blown into him, and he, he came too. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala says, Adam uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala, He taught Adam السلام, the the names of everything. Uh, Adam and then he showed them to the Malaika. ثم uh, uh, And Allah Wa Ta-Ala, he was challenging the angels to name these things. And they had no they had no knowledge of these things, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He asked Adam, who He had taught the names of these things, and Adam He told the angels the names of all of these things, and so the story of Adam and our story, our father Adam, uh, began, and then he was, um, as we know, he was put into um, Jannah where uh, the the Shaytan did waswasa and eventually Adam السلام, was taken down to the earth. So what are the lessons you know, that we can learn about this? And particularly, you know, what are the lessons from our technological age that we can learn from the story of Adam? Well, the first thing is that Adam السلام, was special because of his ability to innovate, because of his ability to learn things. Because of his ability not just to learn things, but then to convey things. And because of his ability to uh, to have free will and choice. You can't innovate things and come up with new ways of doing things if you don't necessarily have free will. And so Adam a.s. was a special creation of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by the way, all of this comes with um, a downside as well, which is Adam a.s. can make the wrong choices. And we saw that in the story as well. So Adam was has been given all of these wonderful attributes and Allah is saying is this is the thing that makes him special and that is why you should and the angels were made to bow down to Adam and all of them did that The malaika did sujood to Adam إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ min al kafirin. He refused because he was arrogant and he said why should I bow down to this man who's made out of clay whilst I'm made out of fire uh, he refused and he was arrogant and he became from the kafirin, from those who reject um, and those who um, disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and who are opposed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. and so Adam a.s. teaches us a great lesson about technology which is, um, which is this technology is this great technology that we have at our fingertips is really something only made possible because of us standing on the shoulders of those who've gone before us, of the giants that have gone before us, who, who we learn from. And what I mean by that is that is, let's imagine, I, I read a um, thought experiment recently on LinkedIn, um, and, I, and I was really struck by the message in that thought experiment. And that was, imagine that you have a few babies, uh, let's say they're six months old or a year old, and you drop them all, into the middle of a jungle. And let's say by some miracle, somehow they uh, they survive. They're not you know eaten up by wolves or bears or whoever. And they grow up and they actually become um, adults and they have a community there. They don't have any um, reliance on their previous, uh, their parents' uh, experiences and what their parents teach them. They don't have any um, understanding of the world because they don't have the internet or books or anything like that. Chances are, uh, quite frankly, that they won't be, uh, if we go back and see them in about 70 years' time, they won't be that far developed more than, say, uh, a um, troop of monkeys or a troop of gorillas. Um, they will be um, fairly um, primitive still. And actually, if, you, if, you, if we go to the jungle these days, and there are certain uh, communities still to this day who live in jungles in a very uh, remote locations and are completely disconnected from the world, actually even they are not very well developed. They don't have um, the technology and the smart gadgets and devices that we have uh, in our days, in our world, Um, and, and that's for a reason. Because when you are disconnected from other human beings, and when you don't have access to information, and when you don't have access to read the information stored away by others historically, that means that you don't have enough time to be able to get all of that knowledge, assimilate it, uh, integrate it into your uh, mind and your way of thinking, and then build upon it. However, we do. And actually, we live in an age where that is more possible than ever before. We live in an age where we can literally Google at the end of our fingertips, at 24-7, literally um, on our phones, at the, you know, in our pockets, uh, sometimes even on our watches and we might not even have to use our hands. We can literally just say to Google or Siri or whoever Can you please Google this for me? And they will give you the results if you just talk to it. That's how um, you know, Alhamdulillah advanced we have become and that would not have been possible Were it not for the fact that we built upon the um, the Example of others and so the first thing of course we should do for this is is say hamd and um, to Glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has made all of this possible. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, uh, he describes in the Qur'an the, the great benefit of knowledge. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah rahman he taught him speech and he taught him how to uh, communicate with people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the very first verses he revealed of the Qur'an, he said, اِقْرَأْ بِسْمِ الَّذِي Read in the name of your Lord who created you, or uh, who created. And then he goes on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he describes. He taught man that which he did not know. Kalla inna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, nay, but then the man he he transgresses. He, he thinks that he is uh, self-sufficient and he doesn't need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this brings us nicely now onto our um the second bit of this, which is you know what what are the lessons then we should learn from Adam salam, and from the great gift of uh, innovation and free will and um, the ability to uh, to learn things and the ability to convey things what should we learn from that uh, and the first thing is we should not use our our powers um, against the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, you know there's a corny it's a corny phrase but spider-man and the uh, uncle um, I can't remember his name uh, you know, Spider-Man's uncle, basically, who died, when he said, with great power comes great responsibility. And actually, that's pretty much bang on. You know, we live in an age where we can impact far more people than we would have um, been able to with a single action before. Like, for example, this, um, this uh, broadcast, it will be watched, uh, inshallah, in the next few years by hundreds of thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people. And um, over the years on uh, Islamic finance, Guru, we, we have reached literally hundreds hundreds of thousands of people. That's a crazy figure, if one thinks about it. That was, um, you know, that that in terms of the population size, um, that was uh, nearing what Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi managed to reach towards the end of his miss- mission when uh, he went on Hajj al-Wada. Uh, this was these are large numbers, and yet. Um, using really simple technology that we have these days, and without putting very much effort in, um, we are able to reach that kind of audience. And that's um, because of our technology, and that's because of our day and age. And we should be incredibly thankful for that, and we should not use that power uh, unwisely. And and, and it's, that's not just for IFG, it's for all of us, um, who have access to this technology, who have access to this um, uh, to the you know 21st century tools that we have um, in front of us, then we have uh, this idea of self sufficiency. When things become so incredibly easy and we make great strides um, in uh, in uh, progress, we think sometimes that we don't need Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, or somehow what we are doing is because of us. Now that is. Something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns against in Surah Iqra. He warns against this. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, uh, <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he reminds us that it is to him that we will be returning. Uh, we, we think we are self-sufficient, but all of us have to die one day. And all of us um, have a finite existence. And we are completely powerless when it comes to crunch moments. So my... Uh, One of my family members was recently involved in a car accident. Another uh, family member, their one of their younger daughters, um, died suddenly and unexpectedly. Uh, We don't control these things. These things can happen uh, without us um, ever seeing it coming uh, in the first place. So we should never ever think that we are self-sufficient, and we should be constantly thankful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The other thing that we must do is that we must um, make sure that when we stumble, and we will stumble when we have free will. When we stumble, we take the lesson that our father Adam السلام, taught us, and that was the lesson of repentance. That was a lesson of um, turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, um, uh, فعلم آدم الاسم... uh, um, Allah Ma'adam Al Sma uh Allah said, uh Zellah hum Bitu adu, Allah he says that Adam alayhi salam he learned from his Lord, or he received from his lord um, some words. Um, and, he, and these were the words that uh, explained to him how to ask repentance from Allah subhanahu wa and so Adam and Islam he learned how to repent from Allah subhanahu wa taala, and then he repented from Allah wa ta'ala, and uh, Allah wa ta'ala forgave him, and then he sent him down to the world. And so Adam alayhi salam, when he re- when he realized that he'd done something wrong, um, which by the way he'd done uh, when he made that decision in the first place to eat from the tree, and eat from what Shaitan said was going to give him eternal life and a and a, uh, and a kingdom that will never perish, when Shaitan um, told him this stuff, Adam believed him because of his experiential learning, because of his past uh, experiences. He knew that uh, a, a yabla, an everlasting kingdom is possible. He's seen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and he's, he's seen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's might. Uh, and he's seen that you can live forever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not die. He, does not, um, you know, he is not born. Um, Adam he could see the plausibility of how that is possible. And he was tempted by that. Um, and uh, and Shaytan made uh, Adam and Hawa um, uh, uh, guided astray and he, and he made them descend and fall down to the earth because of that. But the point I'm making is the same experiential learning and the same um, ability to make decisions based on our past experience is uh, what led Adam السلام, to um, many of his successes but also to his failure uh, and also um, is what guides our actions um, right now in today in today's age and adam a.s. when he was uh, when he came down to the world he responded immediately by using those same skills of learning from his experience by re- responding to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repenting to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and we should learn um, the same lesson then the final thing is uh, that inshallah we want to talk about uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he he mentions uh in the Quran, uh Ya Bani Sra'ilh نِعْمَتِيَ Imatial LaTearam عَلَيْكُمْ wa anni عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ Uh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is mentioning um to uh Bani Israel uh to uh mention and remember all of these favours that he has done for Bani Sra'il. And this is going on a bit later in the surah now. Uh وَأني فَضَّلْتُكُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ and I have uh raised you or preferred you over all of mankind. وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا نَفْسٌ عَنْ نَفْسٍ شَيْئًا And fear that day uh, when no soul will be able to help any other soul. وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا لَا تَجْزِي نَفْسٌ عَنْ نَفْسٍ شَيْئًا وَلَا يُقْلُ مِنْهَا شَفَاعَةٌ وَلَا يُؤْخَذُ مِنْهَا عَدْلٌ وَلَا هُمْ يُنْصَرُونَ And no one will be able to uh, intercede or make shafa'a. You know, when, when people um, in, in the Middle East, they have this idea of uh, you know, you have wasta, and someone can put in a good word for you and things get sorted out. Well, there's none of that on the day of judgment. And there's none of, uh, there's no way of buying your way out of it. There's no way of recompensing for what you have done. And they will not be helped. And it got me thinking about Brexit. And in Brexit, we have a divorce bill, right? We have a divorce bill of, uh, I think it's approximately 40 billion that uh, we'll have to pay as a a country, the UK will have to pay as a country. Now Brexit is an uh, extremely complicated affair, there's lots of things to uh, consider when coming up with such a bill and yet uh, there has managed to be a price put on Brexit and we've put the price of 40 billion on it. Um, Now the problem arises when and, and often we hear that everyone has a price, every person has a price and you can always quantify something and, you know, you can always uh, get to the deal if you have enough money. But actually Allah SWT is saying in this verse that there will be no recompense for this. There will be no uh, way of trying to ransom your way out of this. Uh, Allah SWT, He says uh, in another part of the Qur'an that uh, even if a man was able to give what is in the earth and another amount of the earth in uh, ransom, it would not be accepted of him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if you, were to, if you were to give the weight of the earth he would not accept that. And I was looking this up. You know, what One kilogram of gold is um, 30,000 pounds these days and the earth weighs 7 um, million, billion billion kilograms. So you can imagine that is an astounding amount of wealth. But wealth does not mean anything on the day of judgment, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He is saying, and He uses this regularly through the Quran. He uses this idea of recompense of um, contracts of um, an exchange of commodities to show that this is a completely different world. When the world ends, we are talking about a completely different transactional landscape, um, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He is ma- making that link because He knows He is talking to um, us as human beings. Uh, a lot of whom um our lives are spent um, in transactional matters and Allah Subhanahu making that point very powerfully so that was um the third uh, and final thing really that I I wanted to touch on today um we will inshallah be um going forward with um with this with this tafsir in the in the coming days we've tried to structure it so that um, inshallah we'll be trying to touch on three different ayahs or three different points and um and discussing those uh, in, in, in detail. Uh, but if anyone does have any um, questions then please uh, feel free to comment away and I'll, and I'll be um, tracking these um, right now. So uh, if, if anyone does have any questions then please do um, please do let me know. Um, okay so let's uh let if there are no questions let's uh, call it a day khairan wa wa lakum wa innahu and um, just before we end please do make sure that you subscribe to our channel um, and um, that you follow us on uh, on our email list on islamicfinanceguru.com and uh, please feel feel free to share these links uh, with your networks Salaamu alaikum